Hello. Yo. Yo. <laughs> I missed a golden your opportunity. I feel so foolish. It is. It is. Hey, thanks for joining. How you doing? Living the dream. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, very well. Thank you very much. Amazing. Yeah, it's good times. Um, shall we do something that's probably going to seem completely pointless, but you can introduce yourself and tell people who you are in case someone yes. doesn't know? Yes. No, Why not? I mean, people don't know. That's okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm Adam Saxon. I am a program manager on the Power BI product team uh, during my day job. Uh, so it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Batman, right? So during the day, I'm a, a lonely product manager or program manager on the product team. And during the night, I am guy in a cube. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we do the it. little YouTube thing on the, on the side. Um, and then, uh, uh, doing the helping out enterprise customers during the day. Not bad. So that's pretty, uh. Sounds pretty busy. That's a lot, lot to, to, to be going on with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Cool. I've got a, a, my first question. Thought of it before, and I want to know this. Please tell me what board games are more complex than Risk. I really need to know because it's <laughs> been. <laughs> um, there are many. Um, there. So I, I think on the stream I had, I brought this up with Alberto. Uh, on our live stream after you had talked about risk on yours. And uh, uh, I, I mentioned there's one game that I have, which uh, quite honestly has only have ever hit the table one time because no one will play it with me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called Eclipse. Um, it's over 900 pieces in the game. I'm actually very proud of it because I bought like a bunch of like fishing tackle boxes for organization of the pieces. Wow. Um, and, uh, it's, it's about an hour and a half setup. Typical gameplay is, uh, I don't know, six, seven hours um so other good games twilight imperium um that's a session for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. That's twilight imperium impressive. is good um uh yeah there's there's I, there's i've i should have took a picture of my uh my yeah. gaming closet and sent it to you so i uh, i'm at the level where like sometimes even my kids will sit down to play a board game and I've got to read the rules, and I'm like, this just seems like a lot of fun. I thought playing chess was complex. No, it's not chess. It's just kind of nothing compared to all these other strategy board chess, games. Don't don't yes. get me wrong. Chess is chess is chess is good. It's a good game. I love chess. Um, but there it's are like a warm up. <laughs> there was one game, and I'm trying to remember the name. I I think I want to say it was just called Twilight or something. It wasn't Twilight Imperium. It was something else. Mm. Uh, but this was basically a political game where it was all about strategy. And this is the one game, it, it was four hours, and it's the only game I really felt like just my mind was mush. at the Because typically with games, and what I love about it is if we have like five or six people, hmm. um, you know, you have your turn and it takes a little bit. And then it's going to be like, I don't know, 20 minutes before it gets back around to you. So you got some time to just chat and, you know, it's yeah, just hanging I out with friends. Uh, but this this one Twilight game that I did, uh, it was it's a two-person game, and so it's me and him. But you're always having to think because you have to pay attention to what they're doing as well as what you're doing. So it's a, a four hour nonstop brain. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm done, man. <laughs> like yeah. we're good. Yeah. That's uh, uh, I've only ever played that one time and that was no, sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it, 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 it happens. Anyway, I thought I'd start with something completely random just because, you know, it's nice to get a bit around it before we get into the whole, you know, power BI data type concept and then get, Jeff kind of on, yeah. on, on my audio I, I, to make sure. I love I Jeff mean, and Chewy's audio. Adam's great. Like, I'm like, well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Move, move myself closer to the microphone. Ho hopefully that helps. But, uh, but there you go. I tell that to uh, Patrick all the time. Yeah. I think is I have the, I always think oh the, my setup is, is fine right now and then I like moved like the other week I like moved my camera and I should have known better to move my camera more than like one centimeter you know. Yeah, you know Chewy, the echo is because of his mic and it's bouncing off the walls, so it's it's the room. I think I, probably, I could have also. And actually set oh, up. better. Yeah, I, you know, oh my god, I'm so dumb. Is that better, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I, 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 I chose the wrong devices. <laughs> yep. now, it's, now it's a little hot, so you got to bring down the volume. Bring it down, bring it down. Oh, I'm with the pros today. I'm loving this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling good? You like that? Yeah, yeah you oh, were clipping my. before. Oh, my God, that's so. better. Clipping all these technical terms. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Bit, bit loud right, distorted. I got, I got it, Jeff. There. I got it, Jeff. Yeah, we, 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 we'll get there. I appreciate all so the feedback. I will say, being on this side of it, um, this is pretty chill. Because uh, normally I'd be the one adjusting all it, and it's, you know, I got to think about all this. And this, now I'm just, I'm just looking at the camera. This is great. Looking yeah, at exactly. It's just kind of weird. I mean, I'm pleased, I'm, pleased I'm, I'm using this sort of setup because I'm thinking of switching to something else, which is even, even, even more technical. This is not technical at there all. You go. Anyway, whatever. Whatever we're here to talk about, Power BI and that kind of stuff. What's how's life in the in the Power BI Gynecube world? Anything exciting. interesting? Yeah, you loving it? It's always exciting. Um, yeah. So so to Jeff's point, uh, he made the comment of uh, that. Wait, you're on the you're on the Power BI team. I thought you were on the cat team. The cat team is part of the Power BI team. Um, so yes, I'm on the cat team. Um, the cat team is part of the Power BI product team. So yep. Uh, so we report under Kim Manis. So my manager Mark Rogero reports to Kim Manis. Uh, who reports to Arunulak. So yeah, we are we are part of the Power BI team. Yeah, an um, in integral part of the Power, Power BI yeah, team. So. I mean, we we bring value from you know working with our customers. We deal with yeah. escalations. We do, um, you know, we do all we we do all of those those sorts of things. It's uh, the team. It's amazing how the team has grown over the years. Um, and now, uh, like when I joined the team, I think there was like eight of us. Um, and now just the Power BI cat part of the team, because um, mm -hmm. we have the Synapse CSE folks as well. Um, just the Power BI cat part of the team is we're close to 40 people on the team wow. now. So That's it's, amazing. it's crazy how it's grown yeah. um, and what we're working on and, and loving to see things like what Matthew Roche's team does uh, with working, uh, getting customer feedback and, and, uh, and helping with like research and things of those natures. And then, Chris Webb and I, we do the actual direct interaction with customers from uh, just the day-to-day -day perspective. I think Casper's uh, team is doing more of like they're the specialists. Um, so like Phil Seamark reports to Casper. And for example, like folks on my team, like if we get a deep DAX data modeling issue, my general rule of thumb is, you know, spend like an hour or two if you want to, like, because obviously we love working with the technology and we don't want to do that in a bubble. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to stay sharp as well. But if you're going to be, if it's a longer engagement, pull in Phil, like have him go, mm. the, just focus on that and we can deal with other stuff. So, cause we have multiple customers we're working with. And, mm. um, so that's, that's, uh, does, does the location of the cat team member kind of depend on who, which customers they work with or do you all just like work? Is it all? No. So it used to be chaos. Um, and then we brought <laughs> order, uh, to the chaos. So, so like I run the Americas, um, and then okay. I've got eight people that report to me. Um, and then Chris Reb uh, runs, it, it sounds more glamorous than it is. Uh, well, maybe it is glamorous. I don't know. But Chris Webb, uh, it runs the uh, rest of the world. Um, and so take That's, that for what you will. Sounds uh, very Game of Thrones, mate. It is. It is. Um, uh, so, but I've got the Americas, so it's fine. Nice. Um, and then, 
the way we, at least in the America, so for Chris's team, it's more regional based. So based like on countries and things mm. of that nature. Mm. Um, and then for my team, it's kind of aligned to sales segments. And so there's like okay. eight or nine segments. And so people are assigned to that segment. So like Southwest, mm. Northeast, retail, FSI, that kind of stuff. Amazing. So that's pretty. So like the, per the person working with retail is working with, you know, and we work with the largest customers in the world. So all the big brands that you know about. Um, mm. those are the customers we work with so when you think of retail mm. think about those customers and those are the ones we work with i appreciate that hint i do <laughs> yeah it's yeah i mean that's who that's who when when you think of financial industry think of the customers in the financial industry those are the ones yeah. we work with i get you um, so nice yeah. not bad i'm gonna bring up this question by jeff i know you can't answer it but i'm gonna do, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I do I, know i do I, know of course <laughs> I assumed it was going to be like Power BI 2 or something like that. Uh, all right. You know what? This, this I'm, just, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the world right now what tell Will us. is working on. Yeah. Are you ready, Will? I know you're out there somewhere. Will is working on a really cool product. There you go. Explain it all. First. Amazing. Huge. There you go, Jeff. Biggest reveal we've ever had. I know. Massive. I know. Massive. I know. But... <laughs> So it's it's not going to be the sequel to his Sprout movie because I was a big fan of Will's Sprout film, um, which is you, um, you just gave it away. I was yeah, trying not to say it. I know, I know. I am going to get sued by Microsoft now <laughs> um, for what you're going to do. It was worth it, to be honest. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, look, Will, Will's Will's on a journey of uh, of his own, and uh, um, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, he's still. You know he's still in the family, so it's mm. uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Are you going to make him burn his "I've got the Power BI" T-shirt, or like, no. or obviously hang it in the in the, in the entrance frame in the entrance to to the Microsoft headquarters, like they yeah. do with the, the NBA jerseys, right? <laughs> no, I I mean I I rarely go up to the main campus anyway, so I wouldn't even see it if he did it. Um, so. Oh, yeah, one day. Um, I have a question about your dogs because I've been I saw a photograph the other day, and you have several. Seem to be the several is a nice way of putting it, and I yeah. don't think it really exposes the magnitude of it. We have seven. <laughs> seven is uh, better than several. Um, yeah, and they're That's... big dogs. They're not small. I don't they like are. small dogs. Yeah, so, I have a small dog. Like... Me neither. <laughs> Our smallest dog, I think, is and so so apologies for for our Europe friends, um, but uh, uh, or people outside of the United States. Uh, uh, but the smallest dog I have is fifty six pounds. That sounds so, expensive, but I'm, I'm sorry, that was too, too easy. I, the, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. our my largest dog, who's a European Great Dane, uh, Ash, is a little over two hundred pounds. You got a Great Dane. I have two Great Danes. Two Great Danes. I love those. When I was and a kid, I used, I used to call them flying dogs. Yeah. We're jokingly, and I don't know if it's really jokingly, but we are talking about maybe getting a third Great Dane. So. Whoa. That is yeah. a lot of dog. That's a lot of dogs. We go through a lot of dog food, too. I can I, I can about it. We just like throw it on the ground and say, just, just eat that. This is just... Yeah. Yeah, so the organization. When we, we have to go to the feed store to get dog food. We can't go to like the the pet store or anything. Like we have to go to the feed store, um, and we buy bags at a time. I, I'm imagining this. Food. Sorry. Uh, so so like we we switch between just getting six bags or three bags at a time, um, and like three bags will last us about three to four weeks. So it's maybe about like one. And these are fifty fifty to fifty five pound bags. My God, of dog food. So, 
my my mental image is very much this very what i consider to be like a u.s situation where you've got like a big truck and in the back of the truck it's just like full yeah and i think of trucks because every time i watch um like soccer football um Mm -hmm. and i do it perhaps not on a legitimate place where one watches soccer because i don't pay for it um it's on like a u.s like sender as a u.s channel and on the on the advert breaks it's always like adverts for like trucks so when I think of you, it's just, just like these so mess, this kind of, I, I want to watch football. I'm like, I kind of feel like I want a truck now. This is very good advertising. I love my truck. Yeah. It's amazing. I can imagine. It's huge things. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I mean, my I would say my truck is not one of the bigger trucks. So it's oh, an okay. F-150. Um, so that's kind of the standard truck in the U.S. F-150. Um, but they are, there there are, there are much bigger trucks. <laughs> so, F-150, it's, it sounds like a fighter jet to me, an F-150. Yeah, yeah, just park yeah. the fighter jet on the uh, on the lawn. It's the, and, and we'll it's the number going. one truck in the U.S. So nice. You see a lot of them on the road. Very cool. Very cool, so, mate. So yeah. all the and also the other. I mean, I would say having a dog is a as a hobby for you because it takes up so much time, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> no. So uh, we're also very careful about the. There, there's many things when you get this many dogs. You have to think. There there are things that we lifestyle things that we have in the house that other people just don't even think about even if they have dogs um so so like we were recently exploring the idea of maybe selling the house and getting like a like larger property like more Mm -hmm. land and think about because we're buying a horse also and um so like lots of things we're thinking about can we have a barn on property and like what does all that mean and um but then I, i was i brought up to my wife i was like well uh so we can't like we can't just do what we've normally done when we've moved. Uh, Cause sometimes mm-hmm. typically when we've moved in the past, there's like a transitionary spot that you end up in. So you sell your place, you maybe stay in an apartment or a rental mm-hmm. home until you get the yeah. new place. Can't do that with seven dogs because we can't take the dogs to a rental place. <laughs> so like, what do we do with the dogs? That's in, a fair like, point, we, yeah. can't, we have to go from one to the other. We can't. And that adds other complications and. Tough. Uh, but worth it. Worth yeah. it for and, sure. th- and there's other things that like we just so so when we think about adding a dog so we actually have to think about when we add a dog we're adding it to the pack and so mm-hmm. there are things about pack mentality that you have to consider as well mm-hmm. um and so like we can't introduce a grown-up dog into the pack it won't be accepted mm-hmm. um so it has to be introduced as a puppy yeah. um and right. the other thing is in terms of temperament of dogs like we want to make sure it's it's more of a mild tempered like kind of a yeah. quote unquote lazy dog um as opposed to a high energy dog and whatnot yeah. so and they have free reign into the backyard we have a one acre fenced in backyard and they can just That's run cool. around and go out as they want and yeah. um and then i have to deal with the allergy issues and the pollen and like there's no way people are like just get it like a hepa filter or like better filtration system I'm like that won't help when your dogs go outside they come in they're covered in pollen and they wrote have you been to texas <laughs> In the spring, when everything's covered with a layer of pollen, I'm like, there's no way you can avoid it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, my truck turns yellow um, in the springtime because so, it's a layer of pollen. I kid you not. Chewy's in the chat. He'll confirm. It's wow. like it's everywhere. That's intense. It's, it's all on my grill cover. And like I take the grill cover off and then I have just this yellow greenish stuff all over my shirt. And someone's like, what is that? I'm like, that is pollen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically not a good time for people with any sort of algae uh, whatsoever. Not bad. Cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, so people are in the chat starting, I guess, talk about more power BI stuff. Yeah, Will's yeah, there I don't as know well. If you heard me. Uh, uh, 
I, is... I gave out what you were doing. I said that uh, uh, you were you were working on something really cool. So apologies if I on something new around real time streaming data, spotting patterns and automatically taking actions. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. All right. Very cool. <laughs> See, you were right. You were right. It is very cool. Yes. Right. Same thing. Same same answer, right? Yeah, exactly. I just said it in fewer words. <laughs> so um to your to 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 guy in the cube type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really an interesting thing for me because I would say it's probably maybe not, most people's one of the first contacts that they have when they start to Google answers or kind of find out about Power BI and You you mean Bing. Bing, Bing, Bing answers. Bing. I'm sorry. Right. Bing answers. Yeah. When we go to our favorite search engine, exactly. Bing. When you go to Bing. When you go to Bing and you get the answer that you want, top hit, always the first one. And it will quite often will be, you know, we guy in the queue, one of your videos. Um, it's nice to hear. It, yeah. Is, is it, a, is, how is it? I'm just wondering, it must be quite an interesting feeling to like the, the impact that you've had on the community and how that's kind of helped it grow. I mean, because do you think that it would have grown so quickly without that because it's, it's a huge thing right i mean it's there i i when i i never had any idea uh it would get to the level it's at now um that completely blows my mind um because when i started it honestly i thought it was going to get i thought one of two things were going to happen either one i was going to get bored and just stop doing it um or two uh marketing was going to shut me down um, because okay. I wasn't towing the company line of what mm. the marketing wanted to do. Mm. Um, neither one of those happened. <laughs> so I was very like marketing was very in favor of what because I, you know, I was very I was business aligned and mm. you know I was just helping people out and I was in support at the time and mm. um, everyone was like, no, it's great. You know, you're bringing awareness to the product. You're For doing sure. all of these things and uh, um, uh, even to the board part, my wife. Because I'm, I'm. We were kind of talking before the stream started. I'm, I'm a gear guy. I love gear. Um, I, I have a lot of cool toys. Um, and when we first, when I first wanted to start Gyna Cube, I went to my wife and I was just like, "Hey, I want to buy like this really cool camera. I want to buy all this stuff." And she's just like, eh, "Why don't, why don't we start small? Let's give it six months and make sure it's not a fad." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. And then you know, here we are, eight years later. So, I don't. I don't think it's a fad, but I, we may not have figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> but, but to your question on the 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 growth, I'm we've so originally when I started this, and and also why I brought Patrick on because he and I have the same mindset about mm. this is we do it because we want to help people, um, and so we're not doing it like the the growth of the channel, the the outcomes that come out of it. I think those are just byproducts of just how we approach it and what we do. Um, mm. But we want to, uh, what is winning for us is when we get comments about how, you know, we help them get through uh, mm. some problematic thing with the product or we help, you know, ex expand their knowledge on something. Or the thing that blows my mind is when we hear people saying like, oh my gosh, you helped me change careers and do X, Y. I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like the impact that you can have from a social platform to help people is mm. amazing and anyone can do it. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, you know what you do, like you're just putting yourself out there and uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, like all these things have enabled mm. uh, the ability for people to create content and to change lives. Mm. Um, and that's what amazes me. I mean, a, a colleague of mine, he said his, what, you know, helped him get into Power BI was 
you know, uh, he said the first video he watched was, was Patrick, and he said so. So I had Patrick on a couple of months ago. I said that's really cool because that guy has started me. But it's the same with me. I um, I mean, probably I completely changed the, my my career you know, tra trajectory. I remember it, I was speaking to a, a colleague, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I don't want to like, I want to like improve my Excel stuff, and this is. I found this like Power Query thing that's pretty cool and I can do lots of cool stuff with it. And he was like, if you think Power Query is cool, you want to check out Power BI. And um, I did. And surprisingly, I stuck with it. And uh, But it is, I think you see that story quite often. Um, and we've noticed that when people talk about like, you know, like the, um, the, the non-standard way of coming into working with data analytics. I think it's more standard than people actually think it is, you know? And um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... I, it's it's just it always interests me. Um, it's uh, it's it's crazy what what you can do and and who you can help and how you can just grow different things. I, and I've I've told folks outside of my family, I have two loves of my life. Mm. Um, that is Power BI, and it turned into video production as well. And so the ability to marry those two together has been um just a, a testament to what we've done over the last eight years um I, so to to the point of, of some of the so i had an interesting experience um, so typically you know patrick and i during the day like we we interact with a lot of customers we mm. go to like executive briefings things of that nature and and it's always surprising for some when people recognize us they're like wait a second wait what? <laughs> like how is this happening um and uh and so normally in the case of a call like someone will we we don't actively promote like we introduce ourselves as hey i'm a pm on the the, the Power BI CAT team or the Power BI product team. I don't mention Gynecube, but usually the customers mention it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it, it's always it's always cool to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was on a call. Patrick and I were on a call with a customer and uh, I had my camera off. And, and so this is the weird thing. Like people, we say Gynecube. We don't normally, people don't necessarily know our names like Adam okay. and Patrick. Oh, okay. Um, they know Gynecube and so, mm -hmm. and they, you know, they know who we look like. And so my camera was off, uh, and the person was just like, you know, yeah, we, we look at all the videos from, you know, the Italians and, you know, SQL BI, they really help us learn. And then also the Gynecube stuff. Thanks for that, Patrick. And then, he just, and Patrick had actually already dropped off the call. And so I was like, <laughs> that's interesting. I'm like, okay. So it was just, it was a weird moment of, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I can. I, th I think one of the most disappointing um, moments I've ever seen from a colleague is I actually started the, the job that I'm currently working at now. Um, when I applied for the job, I used my Power BI guy email address because, you know, it sounds better when you're applying for Power BI jobs, right? Absolutely. And um, I remember that one of the, um, the guys I was going to work with, he showed up to work in the morning and he said, oh, right, because I heard that we'll get a new person and they said the Twitter thing, and I thought it was Guy in the Cube. And I just, I said, you thought that the person who's going to show up to be a data analyst in this company was Guy in the Cube? Said, yeah, I thought it was it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry to have let you down, but, but no, no, that, that's, that's not who it is, <laughs> not who it is at all. Um, so yeah, that was, that was unfortunate, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Did you Very get the, nice. Did you get the job? I got the job. Yeah, I'm still there now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. Even though you weren't guy in a cube. And they were just like, oh. Even though, okay. yeah. It's like, oh, so now, now, we'll talk to you. now we actually need to read your CV. That's a lot yes. of hard work. No. <laughs>
Oh, That's man. funny. Um, There's a question to throw up. Um, I wish it was a guy in the queue for broader power platforms as well. It is this is very interesting because they say uh, show off newer hidden features uh, like kind of keep. So I will say that I, sometimes, sure, I'm on the product team, right? So I mm. we hear a lot of stuff. We understand. Uh, we I'll say we cheat uh, a little bit because we know like what's there, right? Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, some of the, you would be surprised how many ideas we get for videos and what we show that come off of things like our live stream Q&A and mm -hmm. customer comments and just things that we're playing around with and we're, we're trying. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, uh, anyone can do that. You just got to play with the product and explore it. Mm -hmm. And like, so even originally when I did this one and I started it when I was in support, Everything was driven through the customer cases that I had in support. Yeah. Um, that's where all my video ideas came from. Makes sense. And awesome. uh, um, and honestly, I used the videos. I started using the videos as like my summary to the customer of like what the problem mm. was and how how to resolve it. Uh, awesome. Makes sense. So and, and there you <laughs> there are so many times Patrick and I will do something and we'll be like, "Whoa, wait! Did you know about this checkbox?" I'm like, "No. Like when did that must have been added like last month." We're like, it was added in, let's say, September, but it was like last year. And I'm like, what? Like, we yeah. didn't even know it was there. So it's just about exploring the products and, and thinking about scenarios. I, I will say it's being engaged with customers at scale. Um, mm. not, not saying working with big customers, but just working with a lot of customers. Mm. Uh, when I was in support, it was always interesting because we saw everything. Um, and then on the Power BI CAD team, it's the same thing. We see the entire footprint of the product. Um, so we're not siloed into a specific area. So why I think this is sometimes challenging for uh, like a data analyst or um, uh, consultants usually are in a similar spot, like what we are, where they see a lot of things. But even as consultants, sometimes you get kind of do the same thing for certain mm. customers and you're limited in what you're going to be working with there. So you don't necessarily see everything about the product. Mm. But when I was in support and on the CAD team now, I mean, we see everything. Um, and so you get it, that exposure of the cross product feel, how it interconnects with other things. Um, mm -hmm. And so that that helps with understanding certain features that you may not have other been, you may not have been exposed to. So yeah. Um, yeah. very helpful for sure. Yeah. And I suppose also if you just go back to the whole thing of creating ideas for your videos from your um, customer experiences, it also just saves time as well. And have to like think about things, it's just a natural part of your job. So okay, yeah. that's interesting. Instead of like having to, I don't know, have an, an hour of your own free time to kind of find something, it's just it's just right there because you've all already been well, playing with it. I'll say sometimes it's it's the reverse of that as well. Is that we're okay. so heads down working with customers that's like, look, I really want to go spend time working on this mm -hmm. thing, but I can't because yeah. um, you know we've got a job to do. So yeah, fair enough. So. Yeah. But then the other thing too, this is a struggle for Patrick. Um, he's struggling with it more than I am. Um, okay. Is Patrick has really gotten into the deeper side of like DAX data modeling, the the internal okay. engine, those kind of things, mm. um, like advanced power query. Like he he's he gets really nerdy on that stuff, um, and we talk all the time about. I'm like, all right, what's your video going to be for next week? Mm. He's like, I have no idea. I'm like, all right, well, I'll throw <laughs> ideas out for him. I'm like, okay, we need to do this, we need to do mm. this, and we're doing like the Synapse videos now. I'm like, got to mm. do this. I'm like, oh, I True. just don't want to do that. And he's like, that's not cool. And I'm like, no, but it's going to get views. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, we got to do. So the views come from the, the majority of the audience is more. Honestly, it's more about intro level. Con it's not about the deeper 
like data modeling at scale because I'm like, okay, you know who is going to watch this video about scale of data and performance? It's the customers we work with at work, and that's yeah. a minority of the Power BI audience. Yeah. Um, from a from a overall perspective, so I'm like, mm. yes, it's cool. I like that too, but nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. So, uh, so he struggles with some of those ideas and I have to force him sometimes. And sometimes you can tell like where his emotions are in the video, mm. if he mm. really loves it or not. Um, you have this, this, this really cool thing that you could show of the really intense power query, but it's all about the, the visual tips. People love the visual tips. The, the number one video on the channel, even to date, uh, okay. and this video is what, three years old now, um, is our slicer panel video. Like, even if I look. Even if I look in the last 28 days, that is in the top three videos uh, for views on the channel. Yeah. And it's that's, been consistent. I, I was going to reference that video because that's the one that, that made me realize that, um, or not made me realize, but yeah, it kind of made me see that. The thing about your channel is it's not the fact that you do, you know, very, very complex stuff. You do some of it, but you'll do, you'll do a video about pretty much anything, really. If it sounds fun, you just do it. Yeah. So it's very approachable for every single level. Yeah. Um, which is of course helpful for you and helpful for the viewer as well. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's just a bit like I know, and I've told Patrick, I'm like, we need to do more in the visualization side, more about like, what are people doing when they build actual reports? And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily our wheelhouse mm. and like where our skills are. Cause our skills are more on the back end and Understand, like, the, yeah. the actual data piece. And so that's why mm. it's, it's, it's a little hard for us. Mm. Um, but, uh, and, and why Patrick just doesn't get excited about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm like, look, that's, that's where we've got to mm. have some of that content and mm. to make it a little more well-rounded and and whatnot it's uh yeah and this can lead straight on to a, this question that jeff has already asked what problems are customers having with visualizations or don't that don't, don't they know they're having problems okay <laughs> i look some of this is i whenever we talk about visualization problems there's the technical aspect of it like what are the limitations with the visuals um, or more commonly what i see are about look they're trying to do things and just be you know, trying to like shove everything into a table visual because that's what, you know, we want. We, we came from this Excel report and mm. we just want to do that. And so they don't necessarily take the time to step back and say, what questions are we trying to answer or what's the problem that we're trying to solve with this? Mm -hmm. um, instead, we're just like, no, we've got to shove this big dashboard in because the executives want this and mm. we've got to go get it done. And then it's a question of, okay, well, what's the right visual for this? Well, we just have to have a table or a matrix because they want all of it. I'm like, okay, you got like 3 million rows there. How are they even going to interpret that? <laughs> well, we need to export this, but you know, you're limited to 150,000 rows on export. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Well, no, we just mm. need to, we created this report so we can export data. I'm like, well, that's mm. not really what a report's for. Mm. Um, not a Power BI report, like paginated no. reports are better for that. I'm like, oh, sure. no, 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 we need to have a Power BI report. I'm like, okay. Mm. So the problems I see with visualizations are more about that. It's like they're just trying to do things with the product that aren't necessarily the right intentions um, sure. and just taking a step back. And and that happens for a variety of reasons, right? So some of mm -hmm. it is, look, there's this legacy report. We're trying to migrate it over. This is what the users are used to. Mm -hmm. uh, we see this a lot with migration from other BI platforms over to Power BI, whether it's legacy mm -hmm. BI platforms or just a, you know, they're just moving platforms for one reason or another. Um, and they they take those best practices that might have been in that other tool 
mm-hmm. and try to apply that to Power BI without stopping to think yeah. like, look, if you're if you're saying you're you're standardizing on Power BI and this is your success pattern, mm-hmm. should you maybe invest a little bit in figuring out and applying best practices for Power BI instead of trying to shove, uh, you know, a single table with 800 columns and 85 million yeah. rows into your into a table in a report? Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound like a success thing. No, to me. I, I was uh, actually referenced this someone on Twitter today talking about this, uh, um, the classic um, management kind of appeasement, which is to uh, front page full of perhaps <clears throat> dodgy visualizations or which drill through to the tables. Can I like they, they have the table there somewhere? You have visualizations as long as you can drill through, and then you, then you have just okay. You want the tables? Okay, I'll do something. We'll have some kind of compromise, which yeah. is also not great. When the thing that I've really focused on too is about because they try to shove everything on the main report. And I'm like, okay, well, what what do they actually look at? Like, mm. what, what are the things they actually spend time with? Can we start there and then like have a drill through to like maybe some detail information or another specific view? Like, mm. how what how can we do things to maybe defer? Uh, things from loading at a certain time and so impact performance and the ability for it to come up quickly even when we're looking with large scale of data mm. um, so it's I'm like yes if you shove 120 visuals on the canvas and, and like someone did that one time and I, they called me up and I'm just like let me guess performance sucks they're like how did you know <laughs> it was just a wild guess yeah, yeah. and then out of curiosity it was a, it was 120 visuals going against a live connected analysis services on prem this was mm. several years ago um and i was like out of curiosity how long does it take uh, about 45 seconds i'm like wow that's good I'm like that's pretty good and they're like well, what do we do i'm like get rid of the, the, the scale it down scale yeah. it down yeah. Like break it up. Like why do you use this thing is scrolling? Like why would you do that with a Power BI report? Yeah. Uh, anything that scrolls is evil. This uh, is just yeah. I mean if it's a pageant report, that's fine. Yeah, okay. But I'll, I'll but give a Power BI report, don't do that. No. Please scroll by. So. Goes away. Someone uh, so Greg Phillips is um sorry, Phillips has just shouted Deneb, uh, which I'm gonna bring up because Deneb is of course my absolute favorite thing. Um I, I keep refuse- hearing about it. <laughs> I, I refuse to stop making videos. Sometimes like, should I make a video that's not Deneb? I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. It's going to be Deneb. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, also Jeff, of course, will come in as well. Have you had uh, Deneb We have not yet? done a Deneb video. Because yeah. so, uh, yeah. I'll be the first to admit I'm not an expert in the Deneb visual. Yeah. Um, I did see, I think it was Jeff or someone else, that, or, or uh, I don't remember who mentioned it, but uh, uh, someone said, oh, get Daniel Marsh-Patrick on, on a video. And I'm mm. like, yeah, like I've, I've chatted with him mm. uh uh, a few times, but um, I'm not opposed to it. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my thing, and uh, this is this is where I approach content that maybe other people don't, or they don't necessarily think about it. Is I don't I don't like to do just a feature video. They mm-hmm. happen sometimes, and it's like, all right, I, you know, there's not a good way to do this, and we'll just get it out there. Um, I I hate when we do that though. Um, I want something with a good story. So like, what's the journey? What's the story? Instead of it being about the feature. What's the story and how can we apply the feature to that? Hmm. Um, because that's where the value is. That's where people, yeah. I think, latch on to, oh, how can I do this in my, instead of just here are the clicks, oh, you can do this mm-hmm. and then you can choose this element. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, hey, you've got this business problem. Let me show you how you can solve that with this. Yeah. Um, and that tends to have a bigger appeal uh, mm-hmm. on things. And so I'm like, I I don't necessarily, I haven't worked with it personally. And and honestly, mm. a lot of the customers that I work with, um, I, I haven't seen that come up. 
Um, mm. And so I just don't get exposure to it. So I just don't know how to position it. Um, mm. I, from a general sense, I do. Mm. Um, but uh, that's something we'd have to work on. So the other challenge I have um, is when we bring on guest speakers, and this happens all the time. Um, so Patrick and I have gotten been doing this for eight years. We've gotten pretty good at summarizing a vid video very quickly. Our target is to keep it under 10 minutes. Um, mm. So it's typically between five to 10 minutes in length, um, sometimes mm. less, sometimes more, uh, but that's average of where it is. Um, and we're really good at nailing that. Nice. Um, when we have a guest on, uh, I cringe <laughs> a little. Um, and there have yeah. been times at the 45 minute mark of recording, I'm like, we're done. Like, we yeah. can't do this. Yeah. I'm like, stop. Um, so, and I'm thinking like editing down, yeah, we'll whittle it down, but I'm like, I can't, we're just, it's too much. Mm. And so it's, it's, and it's a challenge. It's a natural challenge that I understand where people come on and they, they like to talk. They, they're not, they haven't flexed that muscle of really summarizing what's the value point and getting that across quickly. Mm. Um, instead of like, like what are the top three things? And then where can you go to learn more information? Mm. Don't spend a half hour just talking about this thing. Mm. Um, because no one's going to watch it. <laughs> like I've seen the numbers, they're not going to watch it. Yeah, so, sure. and I think that also comes in, into the, the whole business case as well, because if you can apply to, to a business case, like solving a particular problem, it's much easier to be concise. Mm. Yeah. Rather than saying, Oh, you can do this. Oh, you can do that. Oh, I forgot about that as well. It's kind of, well, the other aspect of it that I look at too, is I understand people are selfish and they want to know what's in it for them. Um, and where, what's, what's the value proposition for them? And that's, that's, human nature, right? Like you're like, if you think about the things that you watch and then you click off of, why did you click off on it? Well, because you lost interest in it or it didn't have value for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's where you, you see those numbers on YouTube videos, you know where they are. Um, and so that's oh, yes. why you've got to keep them engaged and you've got to have value prop. And if you're yeah. not delivering on the value, people will abandon. Yeah. So, and so, so it's that challenge when you have guests on that it's, it's a lot of work to, to try and get nail that down um, mm. and and try to be more concise. And uh, there's a lot of times we've cut people off when we've been recording with fucking like we can't. There's been several cases where we've done recording, we scrapped it and said, Patrick or myself, we'll just do it on our own mm. uh, because we can't get it with the guest. Yeah. Um, sometimes, uh, a lot of times we do, um, but other times it's not successful. It's the challenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like to ask about something that we were talking about before before we went live we always I, every single live chat I, I ever do I started thinking you know what is I'm gonna start stop saying can you come like 10 minutes early so we can do like a mic yeah. I, I, I love the fact that we did a mic check and I still failed to get my mic correct anyway <laughs> um and you start talking about stuff it's like we should have just gone live story because it's actually pretty interesting <laughs> well it's just I, like you're having a conversation at the pub right it's like yeah you're just talking Exactly. Uh, yeah. um, flight simulators, because you, you've posted a few times about this on, on, on Twitter and your setup looks looks pretty cool. Um, is this something that you've always been interested in uh, from a, as a young age? Or? Uh, I, I remember, so I've always played video games. That's actually how I got into computers. Okay. Um, and I do remember, so I'm going to date myself here. Uh, <laughs> so the first, the first PC that I, that we had, uh was a 386 um yes. and then and then my dad ended up buying a 486 and gave me the 386 nice. and then i had to learn about dos and all these things and uh, i learned a valuable lesson about f disk um it was on my dad's computer though not mine so i was fine um, <laughs> uh, and uh um and so I'm, i remember playing flight simulator back then and it was okay. you know doesn't even compare to today but i remember playing mouse and keyboard and like mm. it was 
and it interests me. Um, and I actually wanted to be a fighter pilot. That was the first job I wanted to be. I wanted to be, I want to go in the air force and be a fighter pilot. Um, that did not come about. Um, I was actually really horrible in school. Um, uh, had I been good at school and really driven for that, I could have like through my grandfather and connections and stuff like we would have had, I, mm-hmm. I could have gone to the Air Force Academy if I really applied myself, but mm-hmm. I, I did not apply myself in school and uh, it bored me. And I just I almost flunked out of high school and uh, never went to college. But uh, it uh, uh, it was just, yes, I've, I've wanted flight has always interested me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just never really got back into it. Um, I stopped doing it. Uh, and then it was I guess it was right around when Microsoft Flight Simulator came out. Um, the 2000, the uh, 2020, the new one, okay. um, that it re-peaked my interest. I'm like, oh, nice. wow, yeah, I could do this again. Um, cool. And then I, I don't do anything lightly, so I always go full board on everything. And uh, I, I got just, that. you know, I got a whole like rig for, and it's seriously like, right, I could like lean over and touch it. It's right there. It's very um, cool. It's really hard to work <laughs> <laughs> when it's right there. I can well imagine, actually, yeah. So I just I let this maverick in a cube. How true! <laughs> oh man. So, but you do you, do you go on like um? Oh, and Chewy, Chewy, flights? my four eighty six, my four eighty six. It had a turbo button on it. Nice four eighty six. It was I, nice. I love you referencing those like four eighty six, three eighty six, sixteen meg RAM, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I we, can, had to, I, we had the one meg video card at the time. It was I was wow. like one of the first video. It was amazing, and the Sound Blaster sound card, Sound all Blaster. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Amazing did all stuff. The cool things. Yes, I, um, I I remember discovering what the word format meant um, on that because I, also yeah. like partitioning yeah. and yeah. I I took my three favorite <laughs> games and I checked to see if formatting would make them better. Um, did not, uh, so that was a. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible mistake, um, but yeah, those those things are cool. Yeah, but so we, you're, you're starting to ask about a long flight or what? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, your long So flights. I remember uh, during you know COVID lockdown, everyone was, and that's when Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one, came out, mm. um, and I started getting into it. Um, and I remember, like, I was, I set up. So I like to fly the Airbus A320. Uh, that's the primary plane that I fly, uh, and so it's airliner. You're going destinations and. Uh, I just remember getting that set up, going on the flight, changing the wing view, uh, changing to the wing view, and then just hearing the engine sound in my ear and looking out the window. I was like, man, I miss, I miss traveling. Uh, and then I was like, it's yeah. been a while since I've been up to Redmond uh, for the main campus for Microsoft. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to set up a flight from Houston to Seattle. Um, it's about a four-hour flight, and wow. I flew it. That's and awesome. Then, and then people were asking me, or like my kids also, they're like, wait a second. It's real time, and I'm like, yeah. So you flew for four hours. I'm like, yeah. Amazing. What did you do? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? That's like, a bad question. For four yeah. hours, like you're just <laughs> flying. I'm like, that sounds boring. And I'm like, oh, I was watching YouTube. I was reading a little bit. I'm like, you know, that's what actual pilots do, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, do but you, you know, the the exciting parts are the takeoff and the landing. Everything else is on autopilot. So you're fine. Do you ever kind of get halfway through such a flight and just to think? I'd really love to try and do like a loop right now. See if I can Not make this. Not in an Airbus A320. <laughs> you could try though. <laughs> no, I... that doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't work out too well on, a, on, a, no, on an I Airbus. Could... No. I, I, I asked that. I remember like my, um, uh, when I first moved to, to Germany a few years ago now, I was um, dating someone and she, uh, she really wanted to be a pilot as well. And she had the Microsoft Flight Sim of the day. 
And she she really put in the effort, put in the hours, and I would just sometimes try and do that very thing, try and do a loop on a big plane and and fail yeah. and try again. Yeah, um, you're, you're gonna stall out before you get it. Yeah, out. yeah. I was really determined. I failed, and I think even the Concorde I tried. But uh, she actually oh is gosh. a pilot now. She she last time she's actually working as a um a bush pilot somewhere in Botswana. Um, so that's exactly what you want to do. So it's really cool. She that was her first. I would say bush flight bush thing. flying is 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 fun um like yeah. just flying out in the middle of nowhere and landing on the side of a cliff and yeah like, yeah amazing so the um the, the rig that you have there though is it um being expanded out or do you have your your uh, final n i mean you know nothing's ever final like no. why would it be final so like True. i have uh i i have a there's something I found that I would love to buy. It's an actual full replica of the Airbus A320 cockpit. Um, and apparently you can just buy it and it comes to you and you just like put the pieces together at home. It's plug and play and crazy expensive. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to put that on my Christmas list. We'll see if we get lucky. Um, my expectation is that it's going to be a hard no. Um, I'll keep but, my fingers hey, crossed. If you don't ask, right, you never know. Exactly. You've got to set that bar somewhere, right? So you, right. you ask for something ridiculous. And then, then the other thing that you ask for doesn't yeah. seem... Well, so that's actually how I got the flight rig I have, right? So I said, <laughs> look, I want to spend... I want a budget of uh, of $20,000 for to build this okay. flight rig. And that was a hard no. So I was like, all right, I can whittle this down to like hmm. 6000 That's pretty good. Ish, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, that didn't include the computers, but because I already had the computers. That's the other beautiful thing is uh, um, with for video editing and video production, it's just mm. so magical that the the computer specs for video editing happen to be the same specs as uh, video games. Um, so beautiful you know, the high end video cards and everything else, it just works out. Yeah, nice. I um so maybe actually this Christmas you can ask for the the, the you know the the, the A three twenty. And mm -hmm. all, also on the same list, you ask for your DeLorean, yeah, which is the more reasonable one, right? And then yeah, you I get a, yeah, I'm I'm not ready for the DeLorean. Yet. No, so we've got so we're trying we're in the the big thing uh, that's coming up is uh, we're buying a horse, so that's going to be a bit and because it's not just the horse; you got to get the trailer, and then mm -hmm. you got to get all this other stuff, and it's cool. it's uh, it's an ordeal. Nice. Um, and so uh, that's that's the big purchase this year, um, and then we'll see what comes next year. I don't know. Do, do you ride, or your wife, or, or both? Uh, my youngest daughter uh, ah. is really into it. I used to, so I grew up. Uh, my my twin sister was into horse riding when I was growing up, and uh, she we actually had horses when we lived in Pennsylvania. Um, we had them on property, and so I did ride um, a few times. Not mm. it wasn't my thing. It was yeah. hers, but not mine. Yeah. Yeah, my, my daughter loves horses as well, because every weekend we go on horse riding and she mocks me for being terrified of horses. I am quite scared of them. They're huge. They're big. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the closest thing I will get to a horse is my Great Dane. So <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. They could live in the same area. I mean, they're all kind of... Uh... Oh, Liam, I like uh, invest in a hobby, but how much he spent on Magic the Gathering. Let's not talk about how much money I spent on Magic the Gathering. Um, that was... Uh, that was absurd also. So. Is this a, uh, I have no idea what that is, a Magic the Gathering? It's a card game. It? Yeah, it's a ah, card okay, game. I'm with you. Yeah, so, fair enough. So. Uh, and that was where, like, <laughs> it was another conversation I had with my wife where it's like, wait, you want to spend that much money on cardboard? I'm like, yes. 
yes. class. Yeah. Yes. Nah, yeah. And it's over time, right? It's not like I of did course. do some big purchases at once, but uh, uh, but ultimately it's over time. And it's healthy to have hobbies. This is also good it's for your mental health. It's always yeah. good to have something to focus on and yeah, step away that. from the computer, kind Sh of. Oh, but mine are actually in front of the computer also. Yeah, I was going to say it's that thing I'm stepping away from the bad computer and going to the good computer. That's yes, pretty Jeff, much I've, 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 I've done some poker too. Adam, so, you've done some poker. Yeah. Yes. I've won some money in poker as well, so that's that always makes me happy. I, I, the um, my one poker experience. I used to play a little bit online, and uh, I decided that I would play online at first, just with like, like playing online. No, I I I tried a bit, and uh, I'll see I'll see how it goes. And I play with like fake money, like these whatever. Oh no, those games are awful because you can't yeah. you can't actually strategize on that. It goes wonky real fast. I mean, to be honest strategizing was beyond my level anyway oh, just, okay. let's just play so you have i literally had a <laughs> thing next to me with like what all the hands come in you know yeah. it was just so yeah. I, pl I played like just friendly poker with my kids and whatnot and we'll just yeah. you know for no money or anything but just the chips and i'm like it's not a real game because they'll just like do weird things and i'm like okay this is not like we're just gonna just do some weird stuff and throw all the money and sure why not let's go all in it's yeah fine. why not um yeah. so I love Jeff there saying that he he lost his shit on poker and the yeah. restaurant. I think he lost on purpose, to be honest. I think he I think he <laughs> threw it away. It was a what if scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, fantastic! Cool. I, I don't want to take too much of your time. It's been no, really great yeah. ch chatting with you. But I know. Um, what time is it over there, by the way? Uh, it's getting close to three o'clock. All right, fair enough. So. Um, I thought I saw some other. So, uh, hang on. There was another. Uh, so so Liam asked one a while ago. He said, do you guys get a little bored of using the default Contoso sales data set in your videos? Uh, so my uh, answer to that is no, because we don't use Contoso. Um, so, you know, enough, there's so. that. We use yeah, AdventureWorks. So. I, I missed that. I love, I love how good you are seeing the comments in the chat. Well, you can got, see I've got a whole. I've got a whole thing on the side. It's my. It's what I use for what our live stream. So it's a portrait style monitor that I just have YouTube chat on. Um, That's so I can see all of it. Impressive. Um, uh, and then there was another one I saw. If you saw my depth right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another one I saw. Where was it? Uh, oh, when you're looking for it, I'll tell you that I, st I just started using RAN between for my, for my data now. I just like, okay, I'm just going to pick some random data. Use RAN between, pick two I numbers. I saw your tweet earlier yeah. about like, hey, if you just want some random data, just do this. And I'm like, well, I, I, honestly, for, for a lot of stuff we do, I mean, it's all demo stuff, right? And uh, it's, uh, you know, reproduction of certain issues and it's mm -hmm. not. Um, and so AdventureWorks, like for 90% of what we do, like it's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, and mm -hmm. it, it does what it needs to do. Uh, for there are t other times that we have to do some customized data um, mm. and uh, but even like AdventureWorks like we've uh, Patrick worked on a script where we scaled up AdventureWorks uh, so we have a scaled up AdventureWorks and Contoso database that's like pretty big mm. um, and so if we need to do some like big data stuff but I'll be honest even when we demo things like in conferences and stuff I'm like don't use the big data set mm. it's awful for presenting it's awful for doing videos well so for for standalone videos it's fine because you can edit the because if you go to refresh, it's like now you're just waiting. Um, and so in a standalone video, I can cut that out and make mm. it look faster. But uh, mm. but if you're actually at a conference doing that, like that's a horrible idea. Um, and so you've got to have some things lined up already to illustrate what it is you're doing. And mm. whether it's smoke and mirrors, smaller data set or so demoing at a conference and, and or a live presentation is mm. you have to think about that. 
I'll take that tip because I'm actually doing my first kind of non-user group in a couple of months. It's just new stars of data, and I'm doing a, something for that. So I'll, I'll take that tip oh, that and, the, and remember. That's the, that's the one at Legoland, right? No, that's 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 um, probably our next step. Yeah, and I'm okay. I'm there as a, as a viewer to watch all the fantastic nice, presentations. Nice. I, was, I, think. I was I tried to make it to that one, but I couldn't. Yeah, there's um, a lot of this time of year, I think. Uh, we're we're in conferences, so uh, two weeks we're in Orlando at Power Platform Conference, um, and then two weeks after that we're going to be in Europe at Data Mines right. uh, in Belgium, and then we're at Techorama uh, NL in uh, Utrecht, Netherlands, wow. um, and then uh, what three weeks after that we're in Seattle for Pass Summit. Wow, that's a lot. So, yeah, you're like the Beach Boys. You get around. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, which, um, yeah. This reminds me, though. You actually, one second. I like this comment from Jeff. You use it round between freeze forecasts. I do maintain that you could do that, and a lot of people wouldn't notice. By the way, just round between. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah. So uh, Alex Richards had one of what's the most interesting problem you've solved for a customer? Um, What's the most interesting? I don't know. There's there's been plenty that that have been interesting. Hmm. Um, uh, there was <laughs> there was one. I remember. So I support. I started doing support for Microsoft when I was in high school, um, and that wow. was uh, doing Windows ninety five support. Um, so that that'll give cool. you a, a time range of of when I was in high school. Um, and uh, I we always you know it's it's consumer support versus commercial support. So consumer support, you just like it's. You get whatever. Mm. Um, it's it's crazy uh, the the kind of things that you see. And uh, there was one where, like, I swear, some people were either drunk or on drugs or something. Like they were not right in the head. Um, and so trying to solve this person's, uh, they were having it was some issue with their monitor or something. And mm. he's like, "Hang on, I think I have an idea." And we paused. And then I hear this, Push! and then I hear like what sounds like this scrubbing sound. I'm like, uh, what? And this is back in the day. You couldn't do screen sharing. There were no cameras. There were mm -hmm. no like. It was just you're just you're just on the phone. Yeah. Um, and he, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh no, I thought like maybe the problems with my video card. So I took it out and I noticed there's like some brown stuff on the connector. So I'm trying to scrub that off. I'm like, no, those are the copper connectors. You don't want to like. Uh, he's like, yeah, let me put it back in. And then we just heard this. Uh, let me call you guys back. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are you oh my doing? God. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and this one wasn't mine directly, but it was the most interesting for me. And it actually, it stuck with me through the years because it really, it made me think about how I troubleshoot things and how I mm -hmm. support things uh, about thinking outside the box and trying to cut through the noise of, of what's going on, which is also interesting when, when I tell you the story. Um, the, uh, so the scenario was this is back in the days of the coupler modems. Uh, mm -hmm. when you uh, put the phone on the, so if you've seen war games, that's a coupler modem. Um, and so what happened was, is they called up saying, look, I'm, I'm trying to dial in and it disconnects like randomly, mm -hmm. just randomly. Random issues or intermittent issues are the worst kind of things to troubleshoot uh, because you can't reproduce them. Right. And you have no idea what they're doing. Um, and so networking, intermittent network issues were always the bane of my existence. Like I hated those because they always took months to resolve and everyone pointing fingers at each other. And, um, and so, so this person where it was going on, they're, they're talking about things. Okay. Can you try and reproduce it? And so, you know, you hear the, and you hear the, the clicks and the clangs and then all of a sudden there's like something else in the background and you're like, wait, what is, what is that? Oh, that's my parrot. 
Mm. Can you move the parrot to the other room? And then the issues went away. No way. Yeah. So it's like, so thinking about that, about like, okay, what, maybe everyone's so focused on the modem and like, Mm. all right, the cables plug. It was like, no, it's the parrot in the, the, in the room, get the parrot out of there. That's amazing. Um, And let's move on. Um, And so, so in terms of like, I had one, I had one last Friday, so I was supposed to be off last Friday. uh, And there was an escalation for one of the customers I work with. Um, And so this issue, it was interesting because it, it cropped up on Tuesday of last week. And they, they mm. shared the error message they were getting when they were trying to publish a Power BI report um, to the service from Power BI Desktop. They were getting like these 500 errors. And then there was this other error. And this goes back to my my support days of like, I've seen a lot of stuff. I know like there's intuition there of like what the mm. problem is. It was like a TLS, like endpoint, uh, like refuse or something. It, it was clearly a network error. So I'm like, that's mm. a network error. That's not mm. Power BI. Something's going on with your network. Um, so I said, look, you've got to like, either there's some internal proxy thing or, or something of that nature that's going on. Mm-hmm. Can we get the network guys on the phone, fo- on the phone? And they, they didn't do anything and it just went on. And then Friday, full board escalation. Um, and I told them, I'm like, you have to get the network people on the, on the phone, the people that run that proxy. Mm-hmm. And the minute we got, it took a, about two hours to get them on the phone. And they immediately said, oh yeah, we've been having issues since Tuesday. I'm like, yes, I know. Um, yeah, and we put a fix in like around three o'clock yesterday, and I'm like, oh, that's when the users started stopped reporting the the problems. I'm like, oh, amazing, it's amazing, crazy yeah. how that works, right? So, so, but just being able to cut through and just say mm-hmm. like, look, this is the problem. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. we could have fixed this on Tuesday. So, I I really didn't know that with this whole couple of modems. Sorry, Tony, but I had no idea that noises in the room. Could have actually. I, I, I never yeah. used one. I, yeah. I never used one. So yeah. Wow. Well, and so it, yeah, it's just there's just different things of like the weird. Th- so I saw there was one case. Uh, I it was friends of mine that were on it. So this is in SQL support, um, and they were doing something. I don't know if it was something had to do where this thing went into space, um, and okay. the data. It was a SQL database. It was like in a machine, but like when you're when you're in space, there's radiation, and so you have to like shield things. Um, but apparently it wasn't shielded correctly. And so there were bit flips. And so they were trying to narrow down where the bit flip was happening. And it was some crazy stuff like that. Um, that's, uh, there've been other cool. things where like processor issues where you get weird, like stamps on data, um, and trying to debug that in a debugger. I've, I've done some cool, I love windows debuggers. Like those are cool. Wow. That's, yeah. I don't, dealing... I don't get to do a lot of that on the power BI side. So no, I dealing... that. Power BI in space is, is a different thing, though, right? For us, it's not. It is actual, a different thing. Not yes, actual space, unfortunately. Virtual, virtual space. Yeah. Not real, not real space. Yeah. <laughs> My God. So, so I don't know if that classifies as interesting cases uh, that I've been involved in. We've been in a lot, um, so it's it's just always interesting to see what. I, I always laugh when we're in uh, discussions with you know the engineering teams and. They're like they have expectations for oh this is how this is how the customers are going to use this product. I'm like yeah they're not going to do that. They're going to do something wildly off the wall that you're not thinking about, and it's going to be some crazy thing. And we're going to end up having a conversation later on. Mm-hmm. Um, customers are always creative about what they can do with the product, and if and if they're blocked for whatever reason, they will try to work around that in creative ways. Um, yes, yes, so, and uh, you know that's where you see interesting things. Yeah, trying trying to predict um, customer or user behavior is um, if you could do that accurately, that would be a wonderful talent to have. But 
Well, I mean, I you know, I, I don't think it's possible to do that. Um, so it's it's more about like the 80-20 rule. Like let's let's try. Well, we know there's going to be edge cases of certain things, and we're just mm. not. That's not part of the scope. That's not part of the requirements. Mm. Um, it, yes, can someone do that? Sure, uh, but is that quote unquote supported? No. Mm. Um, so for example, like a power BI desktop file, you can change that to a dot zip. You can make some thing mm. changes in there and then you can bundle it back up and it, it probably will technically work. Mm. Um, is that supported? No, mm. <laughs> because mm. you have no idea what that's going to do. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I suppose, um, handling user workarounds and, um, that kind of stuff could take up quite a lot of time because yes, I need to do this. I'll do it that way. And then there's a reason why you can't do it. And, and here are the reasons Could you just give me. An error. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Jeff, that's actually not a yeah. true statement. Um, so Jeff said the thing, if you've seen war games, that was a coupler modem. And he's like, no, it's like, if you've seen war games, you've used a coupler modem. I actually have never used a coupler modem myself. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 things, the 80s, but yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they actually only existed in the US. Obviously they didn't, but I literally never saw one other than a, a TV screen. Ever. Yeah. Now, by the time I was actually like old enough to really use computers, it was the mm. the regular modems that everyone kind of thinks about, not the coupler yeah. modems. So, I never actually, I've never actually even seen one in real life myself, outside of the movies. Um, but yeah. I saw but I, this. I saw War Games. There's a there's a guy I follow on, on Twitter. I forget his name. He's very popular, but he he works at Microsoft and he he does videos where he, sh he showed some people. He does TikTok a lot, and he went in and he showed at, at Microsoft to have like this big warehouse or something full of old products and stuff. The product, what's it called? I forget the guy's name. But Microsoft he basically Bob? oh I don't know. But he has some really cool videos, and he went like they had the, oh, the cool. there are certain things that you couldn't touch because there's only one of them, and it was like this whole. Uh -huh. Warehouse full. It looked very cool. It's Maybe a, a religious there. experience. It would be awesome. It would, yeah. I saw that. So I want to go yeah. there. Jeff asked, uh, "Do you ever look at a data model and say, seriously, we can't help you here?" All the time. Um, and then we try and help them. Um, so uh, <laughs> now it's a question of like, look, and, and this is where I, I mentioned this before about when you're using, like, are you thinking about Power BI best practices? Hmm. Um, and when we get into that situation, surely they are not. Um, or they're not, I've always been like, keep it clean, keep it simple. We've got plenty of examples of where that's successful. Mm. Um, I've got plenty of successful, or I've got plenty of examples where when they don't follow that, it's not successful. Mm. Um, and so it's, look, we'll point out, here's how you can get to success, yeah. uh, following best practices. Here are our recommendations, whether they follow it or not. That, I mean, that's on them. Sometimes it's a business decision. Sometimes it's a technical decision. Mm. Um, so that, that's all we can do. We can, as the, as the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Yeah. Um, but with a tool like Power BI, I often think that because it is, it's so easy to get the Power BI, right? You basically just go to the Microsoft store, you download it, you've got it. Great. You can then connect the data. You can literally create a, what you could call a report within an hour and a half. Easy. Yeah. It might be terrible, but you can do it. And that's a great well, the whole thing. mantra was, was, uh, five seconds to sign up five minutes to wow. Yeah. I think so. Five by five. Yeah. So that that was that was the Power BI mantra, and it was successful. Yeah. The, the the disadvantage of that, if you want to call it that, is also that you will have people who have no idea about many aspects of it. Absolutely. Me being one of them, I had no idea about you know data modeling. I was like, okay, so I knew it existed, but I'd never done it before. So it, to be expect, you might not expect it at a certain point when certain reports have been, but if you have an organization of a certain size and there's like two people. Yep. And then it, it's going to happen, right? You're going to have a huge report with um, 
too many rows of data and one big table or, you know, yep. all the all the classic mistakes. So so Jeff, Jeff's got the question, uh, repeating the question. I didn't see it before. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Largest amount of memory freed up by turning auto date time off. Um, we did a video on this, um, and this was based on a customer hmm. uh, issue that we helped solve. And I remember when they said, because so normally if we're dealing with like performance or data model or thing, like we'll ask for, look, can you send me the BIM file? Can you send me a VPAX file? Uh, so Vertipak Analyzer, you can get that from DAX Studio. And a lot of times the Vertipak Analyzer will just have the, the model inside of it. So it's a two for one. Um, and so <laughs> sometimes like, you know, at the time that I was working with this customer, I just, I ping Patrick because he always loves looking at that stuff too. I'm like, hey, I haven't opened the VPAX yet. I'm like, they're same performance. You want to look at this with me? He's like, yeah, let's look at it. And so I'm sharing my screen. I pull it up. And with less than a second, Patrick's like, oh, we're done. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And uh, um, so we look, and it was a mini. You saw the local date time tables in okay. the model. And so we knew. And the top four tables were, were local date time. They actually had about 20 of them total. So we knew auto date time was on. Um, and uh, it turned out, so this model was, I want to say it was like 1.6 gig. Um, and so, and it wasn't their full data set. Like they were doing a POC before they went mm. to full. Uh, and they were trying to do the math. And they're like, look, this isn't going to fit on a P3. Um, and so we need a P4 and that's why I asked for this. I'm like, wait, why do you need a P4? We're like, well, because the size we're calculating our size and it's going to get to be this big. And I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Like we, we can stay under a P3, like send me the model. Like just let us know. We've, we've, we've got experts. We've, we've looked at this and I'm like, ah, I know humor me, humor me. Um, and so I told him, I was like, turn off that checkbox. That accounted for, at the 1.6 gig, it accounted mm -hmm. for over 60 to 70% of wow. the model size. Um, and just by unchecking that, we freed it up. Um, and uh, yeah, and they were just like, all right. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need a P4. Wow. That <laughs> so, is amazing. So saved them some money. So I have, to, I have to counter that with a serious question. Why is that still exist? Why is that still a, 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 this this auto daytime? I don't know if Will's still there. Um, so <laughs> I will say it's a valuable thing for if you think about someone coming to Power BI, mm -hmm. they're business analysts. They don't understand a lot of folks. They don't. You you said it before. Like they come to this, they don't know about these things, right? And so how do you make it a, an easier user experience for them? Um, and you know, the auto day time is like, so they don't necessarily have to think about it. And I will tell you for the majority of customers that use mm. Power BI, mm. it's not a big deal. It's true. Uh, because it's not impacting performance. It's not necessarily, you know, they're just doing a couple of quick things with a couple Excel files. You're not going to have a problem. This only becomes a problem at scale yeah. um, or with larger data sets. Um, and the majority of users are not doing that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it helps them to make progress in the business solutions they're trying to create. Um, and if you're getting into those larger scale things, I would argue that you should understand more about data modeling and those types of things before trying to go there. And you should, yes, then turn that off uh, do it the right way. Damn, that was such a good answer. I'll have to give you all of those points. Uh, yeah, I mean, I must admit for most of the data that I work with, it's not a big deal. I could leave. Yeah. I do switch it off because I know it's sure. better, of course. Sure. sure. Um, and it does help. It does yeah. help those scenarios. But like, is it a deal breaker? Is it like mind-boggling amazing fast and no mm. no yeah like probably not so yeah it's yep. a revenue generator as jeff says <laughs> no it's it's a, it's an ease of access right so it's it's yeah. it's reducing friction for tool adoption is mm. what that is mm. so yeah very true <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, Adam, thank you yes. so much. That was yeah. a lot of uh, good fun. And um, learned some stuff from you. I learned to switch them on the correct microphone. And uh, there you go. Thank, thank you so much for joining. Use the right tool for the right job. The right tool for the right job. So when you are going to search for things, you go to Bing. Always Bing. I Always. accidentally say Google, uh, of course. <laughs> it's just. Um, I mean, Google's the verb, right? Right, exactly. Someone said before Bing it, and they wrote with a capital B. I said, no, you can't capital Bing it. You've got a, you've got a lowercase if, you, if you're going to verb it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, thanks so much. Everyone in the chat for all the questions. It's always a lot of fun for that. So thank you. And I'll be back next week. Um, same time, uh, which is good. And then I'll have a week off because I'll be going up to Denmark to Legoland there you go. to there you go. buy some Lego and look at some Power BI stuff. You know? So next week is same bat time, same bat channel. Same bat time, same bat. With Brian Julius as well. So it should be another, another good one. Nice. So um, take care, everyone. Thank you very much. Right. And uh, see y'all. Goodbye. See you Saturday morning on the Guy in a Cube live stream. Exactly. There you go.